Hey everyone, we had another great show today where we discussed the surge in ordinals volume following a surprise Binance listing. We also discussed the continued pump in Ethereum NFTs for the fourth day in a row as it had another local high in volume. And lastly, we discussed OpenSea's future and the marketplace war heating up between Magic Eden, Blur, and OpenSea. Enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're good to go. We got a special crew with us. Uh, we have Shiv joining us. We have Easy, and we have Bunny, who should be joining us shortly. Oh, Shiv, while you're getting set up, for anyone that's not following him, make sure to check him out. He's a kick-ass Spaces host. Hosts, I think, three different shows. Uh, my personal favorite is The Playbook. Uh, I believe that's back after a little bit of a break, but they host and they connect with some of the top Web3 content creators. Uh, by the way, Pio uh, is, might be joining us later on in the show, but uh, he texted me this morning. He said, uh, as he says, he was stuck in gnarly traffic uh, coming back from Boston, as um, as he says. But uh, easy, while, while Shiv's getting set up, I want to run one thing by you because I know you're a, uh, a gaming guy. Did you see that um, GTA 6 was going to be, the trailer was going to be released? I'm not a big gamer. I've, I've played GTA like three or four times, but I, it was wild for me to see people freaking out about a trailer being released. Dude, it's been like five years in the making for this, dude. Like, this thing has been so long coming now that at this point, anything for GTA is going to be a banger. <laughs> so like, bro, it's literally, it's probably been 10 years since we've gotten GTA. Like probably 10 years. So getting GTA 6 officially from the Rockstar account saying like we're about to drop this is monumental because there's been speculation of it for so long that it's like oh thank god dude this thing is <laughs> this thing's been such a such a just idea for so long bro GTA 5 is like it generates Rockstar so much money like so much money from GTA online during covid GTA role playing servers blew up and that was like people's version of the metaverse it's this thing's gonna bang like the second yeah. this game drops i'm probably calling out sick for like a solid month whoa and like we'll we'll talk we'll talk after uh i won't look at the market my my page will turn into a gta page for that <laughs> month uh just clips and highlights we'll, we'll get back to it once i'm done so uh, a quick story uh about two months ago i was at this bar and i met this guy who was a developer or like so something on the the coding side of the gta 6 game he works for rockstar and we were like pressing him about it and he initially like didn't want to say anything he's like no I, I can't say like what we're working on or anything like that an hour later we had this guy take like four or five tequila shots he's uh, <laughs> this guy's hammered and he starts coming out and he had said He's like, the end of the year, we're sharing something like, stay tuned. We've been grinding like so hard trying to get this done. Um, so it was, it was cool to see that actually happen uh, and that people were excited about it. Uh, Ellie.jpg was asking if it's a rumor. No, they tweeted out. You can go to the Rockstar account. I believe they're celebrating their 25th anniversary today, which is cool. But Shiv, uh, let's do a little audio check. Uh, how are you doing? Like test, like test, like test. Still, still uh, muted. Uh, we have some audio issues on there. We'll get it solved. Um, all good. We might have you just join the Twitter space. But... Maybe now? Yep. Or... There we go. Okay. We're good. I just have to take my phone out completely. Okay. Yeah. We're good now. Um, sorry, guys. We're that, that, Damn, this is the third day in a row that we've had. Uh, we've we're had on a roll, day. dude. We're, we're, we're just crushing it. <laughs> just extremely unprofessional behavior from, uh, from, <laughs> from the crew. But Shiv, uh, it's good to have you here. Uh, how's it going? Dude, it's an absolute honor to be on the show. I think for the, the time I can remember being in the space, I've always been like, I'm tuning into the Nifty show, getting my daily dose of alpha and just really understanding what's happening in the market and really setting the bar when it comes to really well executed spaces. Me, who runs a, you know multiple different shows to such a degree, you know, I've got to take a lot of inspiration and credit from you guys. You guys have really set the standard. So I'm really excited today uh, to kind of just be here. And oh, there's so much to talk about. Probably the most bullish time it's been in a while in this space. Last week was crazy. We already started off strong this week with everything that happened on Monday. Like, gosh, I'm feeling good, man. Vibes are high. Absolutely. Well, it's it, super excited to have you today. I uh, For anyone that's listening on the Twitter spaces, Shiv right now is rocking a little putt. Is that a polar bear hat? We have a little polar uh, Arctic theme coming from his camera. I'll, I'll post a picture on it in the comments for you guys to check it out. 
very on brand. I had to represent the Pudgies out today. I'm not gonna lie. You see, when the time I'm rocking the little pudgy, I'm loving what they're doing. So I had to come prepared. Um, I need that, that nouns one, bro. They just gosh. teased their nouns drop. It's bro? hands down my favorite one. Hands Definitely down my, my favorite. favorite one. Definitely my favorite. I texted Luke right away. I was like, I need it. Like that's I've never hit him up for any of them. And this one, I was like, I need this one. This one slaps, dude. I love it. I love how you've got your little pudgy just chilling in the bed in the background as well. Oh yeah, I got my, <laughs> my my dog sitting with the it's, dude. He loves these things. They've made great stuffed animal chew toys for him at this point. He picks which ones he wants, so it's uh he's a demon, but he loves those things. Uh, well, we have a bunch of stuff to cover. Uh, we have the Ordinals massive pump and surge in volume coming after a little Binance listing yesterday, which is super interesting. We have a continued NFT rally. This is like the fourth day in a row that we're seeing green all over the market and a new high in both traders and uh, daily Over volume. 10K traders to over 20 million daily active volume. It's a beautiful day, Clemente. Absolutely beautiful. Your boy said, I think creeps run, by the way. 65% gainer since I made that statement. It's Well, it is it is mid-cap season, so they are gaining, obviously. Um, but sh shout out to the creeps. They've been, uh, basically, anytime you include them in a tweet, you get a guarantee like 15 retweets and a bunch of comments. It's, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of uh, Twitter action they have going on over there, but it's a, Engagement growth hack include creeps in your uh, in your tweet, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, easy. Are you good with running the weather report for? I just today? pulled it up because I was gonna say I'm I'm running the weather report. Let's Go. get some music going. We got the weather report. We're coming in live from the studio here. It is time to break down what the hell is going on with the market. And boy, are we excited! Market volumes at 19.5 million. Another three month high. With Blur at 13.7 million and OpenSea at a whopping, alarming, preposterous 3.7 million. NFT market leaders, looking at the leaders, nearly everyone's in the green as Bored Apes and Mutants are up 8%. Azuki D Gods and Pudgies up 4%. Don't tell me it's a winter season because we're looking red hot. Other movers include Elementals up 35% on the back of one single wallet, sweeping 100 ETH worth of Azuki Elementals, Giga sending them to Valhalla. Well, on top of that, we got Grapes up 20%, testing the two ETH floor. Weirdo Ghost Gang up 66%, and it is quite weird because I have no idea what the hell that project is. And Creeps up 17% to 1.4. Your boy was on that. Your boy was on that. Over the past 24 hours, starting with Ordinals, it was a huge day for the ecosystem. Absolutely electric as BRC20 token Ordi was listed on Binance yesterday, causing an 80% gain for the token as it saw a huge increase in buying volume. We then saw subsequently ordinal NFT collections absolutely cook. Your boy printed on those Dimitri Cherniak geese, sold all of them yesterday promptly as soon as I was tagged saying that I'm no longer in the red. We did see a high of already up to $13 yesterday before retracing slightly back to 11.9. On top of this, Yuga Labs co-founder Gordon Goner has continued his aggressive gold-only shopping spree, buying a hoodie cryptode before sweeping gold sappy seal, a gold D-God, and a gold pudgy penguin, of which he said curved slightly to the left. On top of this, these three purchases were all substantially above the floor. The gold pudgy for over 38 ETH, the D-God at 8 ETH, and the sappy seal. I have no idea what he paid for it, but he definitely paid too much. But the instant pump that caused on the back of Gordon Goner sweeping these collections was short-lived. And shortly thereafter, we did see some pullbacks with some even going under the recent price of which he caused the price action to be volatile. Looking over at the marketplaces, investment manager Koa2 has marked down their OpenSea valuation by 90%, which suggests a $1.4 billion evaluation for the marketplace. OpenSea raised $300 million at $13.3 billion and laid off half their workforce just last week. And lastly, we briefly discussed Azuki Elemental's giga-sending after one prominent individual spent 100 ETH. Does he know something? No one's really sure. But he swept 139 Elementals. The account was Christian.eth, who followed up the huge sweep by tweeting, Oops, I think I swept Elementals to a .75 floor. I am too bored. It is a holy thing to do by Christian, so kudos to him. And we are back to Clemente in the studio. Hey, thanks so much, Easy. Yeah, that pump was... I, it's, I like that uh, that big dick energy when they're just like, Oh, I'm bored. I just spent like $100,000. You're always bored, dude. 
Well, to me, that's like if people are in that, um, they try to flex, but like be casual about it. To me, that's like, oh, we <laughs> we might be back. Uh, another sign of of us possibly being uh being back is like now I'm I'm in the mornings now. The first thing I do is check NFT prices. We're back. To, I haven't done that in like a year. Where I wake up, I'm like, oh, like what are <laughs> what are grapes at? What <laughs> checking that out? Which is not the healthiest thing to do by any means. I'm also distracted during the workday. I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, oh, the whole day blurs up on one monitor all day. It doesn't go off. It doesn't go off. It's up the whole day. There's no change in it either. We're not we're not stopping that anytime soon, Clemente. <laughs> well, it is exciting. Before we jump into the daily digest, I want to take a quick minute to thank today's artist spotlight artist Zen Zero. Uh, we're super excited about today's drop. We've been working on this for literally the last few months, so we're super excited to share more with this um, later on in the show. But uh, Zen Zero is a Solana-based pixel artist. Uh, he made his debut in October 2021, where he minted his first work as a limited edition on Solana. And his latest collection, Glyphscapes, is minting. Now you can check an example and some of his work on the pinned tweet that we have up top. Uh, make sure to check that out. And you can also buy uh, these right now. Uh, they're pretty cheap right now. I think they're a few sold. Um, so make sure to check that out and wait for the free NFT password at the end of the show. Uh, but some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Uh, we saw memes by 6529. Uh, they saw 300 sales in one day yesterday as the collection is starting to surge once again, which is exciting, along with basically every single other collection. Um, but it was notable to see that. And their uh, shout out to Camila Nagara, who's going to be the artist for today's meme. Uh, she is an artist spotlight uh, alum, as, uh, as you can call her. Uh, and stablecoin issuer Circle is considering a 2024 IPO, uh, which is going to be super interesting to see how that one plays out. They've been printing cash on the interest on uh, their stable coins there, as Punk652, or not, NFT Stats pointed out this morning. Uh, Web3 gaming token SHRAP is going to be listed on Bybit, Huobi, and KuCoin. Uh, easy. I want to throw over to you real quick on what this means exactly and, and what people need to know about this if you have any additional information. No, man, I'm, I'm wicked excited because it's the first time that we've actually seen a gaming token that seems like it's going to have a ton of syncs before the game's even live. They've teased that it's all about this creator economy, voting for maps, voting for gun skins, and that's all going to require strap. You also earn strap through a ton of different means, extraction packs, owning operators, a whole mess of stuff that's been going down. They are having an early play test today on site. They had invited me, but it was just too last minute. I'm, I'm like genuinely upset I couldn't make it because I want to play this game so badly. And the tokenomics that they have are actually really interesting to me because it seems like they have, the first thing they thought of was, all right, how do we make sure that there's sinks in place so that it's not just like a, another pointless token? And for me, I'm like, thank God, because we've seen that happen so many times where there's no sort of deflationary aspect to it. And because they're so focused on this creator economy and user-generated content, that's the easiest way to reward people is you get a bunch of creators to create stuff. You get people to use their token to burn, to participate in what people are creating. And then you end up rewarding those same creators in the token. Right now, I think it's sitting at around nine cents, which not too shabby. Like seeing gaming tokens that open up in monetary value that feels like, oh, this is a penny. Like, that's crazy, you know? So it feels good, uh, like you said, listed on a couple of exchanges. They've partnered with a bunch. I'm excited to see what the volume looks like over an extended period of time. But no, I'm really, really excited. Obviously, we got beta going live next month. So pick up an extraction pack because your boy's going to be in the arena kicking some ass. Oh, wow. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, so real quick, just to clarify, so the, is this already listed then on these exchanges? Yeah, yeah you can go buy it right now. Damn. And, and how is it, the price action? How has it been uh, since its debut? Solid. Yeah, solid. It opened up, I think, around 16 cents, fell down to nine, which is not unsurprising because obviously what happens is a lot of people move it into an exchange, try to take some level of capital off. But once it stabilizes, I, I, it's not going to surprise me if we see it around here just because it's really low float right now. But all in all, like I just think they have some solid understanding of what they're trying to do with the token versus many others, like I've said, that we've seen have been really hit or miss, like really hit or miss as far as what their plan is and how they're trying to navigate it. And for me, I'm like, okay, if you guys actually have some level of plan here, I feel way better participating and even potentially holding some of the token 
just purely off the speculation that like there's going to be a lot of sinks that'll lead into this and trying to just increase the exposure at least until we start to see market makers and other participants in traditional tokens. Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously we are, they are our main gaming partner. Shrapnel uh, is who we are referring to. Uh, you can actually, if you'd like to participate, you can either buy an extraction pack right now for as little as 20 bucks. And for today, you can use a discount code NIFTY for a 30% discount. I believe we're doing that for a few packs while supplies last for today. So be sure to check that out at the nifty.com slash shrapnel. We love partnering up with them and we will continue to do so. Uh, but some other stories from the Nifty Daily Digest to finish this off. We saw Bitcoin ordinals uh, have their largest daily volume since May. And this was obviously driven largely by BRC20 volume. But we'll continue to talk about that later on in the show. We talked about this a little bit earlier. But Luca Nets shared a preview of the Nouns and Pudgy Penguins collectible. Uh Easy. Anything else to add about this? I want to share this real quick for the users. On it looks sick. Like I think this is hands down their best one. Two different colorways, gold glasses and traditional red glasses. So we're getting two drops. If you also notice, this pudgy figurine is slightly different a model than the previous ones. It's a slightly different shape. It looks like they're adjusting that, which I'm excited about. I really like how this one looks. And for me, that's why I'm like, in collaboration with the nouns, they passed it through a nouns now proposal. Luca picked up a noun to leverage some of that IP. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I love the collectible side of things. Obviously, like I have bare bricks in the background. So these figurines to me are just something that I enjoy collecting. And that's where I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. You know, I can really get behind this. I'm excited to see what they continue to cook up. But this one's hands down my favorite one that they've dropped from all of the pudgy collectibles. Absolutely. I mean, and just for, for additional context, it's got 82,000 impressions, 1.4 thousand likes, which is uh, not a not bad at all, uh, Shiv, as, as someone who's very plugged into the Pudgy Penguins ecosystem, and you have a little Pudgy as your uh, PFP. I believe it used to be an Azuki. I'm curious if you have any additional context on this or anything Azuki or Pudgy Penguins related before we move on. Yeah, I think when Luca put this proposal through, it was a no-brainer. I think what Luca's trying to do is re-proliferate the brand. And one of the best ways you can do it is with one of the biggest and most successful DAOs within the space, which is Nouns DAO. I mean, the Nouns uh, goggles, goggles, as you can say, are so iconic in itself. And this collaboration, I mean, Pudgies have done a ton of collaborations across the year, this year, notable one being Jack Butcher. Um, and this one was bound to happen. And in my opinion, I know Easy was saying this earlier, this is probably my favorite collectible that they're going to drop. Um, and I know there's a limited edition when it comes to the, uh, the golden one which is gold-plated as well. So I'm looking forward to it. I think the box itself also looks incredible. So yeah, I'm still waiting on my pineapple one, though. That's the only one I've been able to get my hands on. The other ones have That one was out. done through Jawways, right? That one was separate? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was more under the radar. It's like if you knew, you knew it was happening. But the rest um, just sold out instantly world record times yeah well we'll see there i mean they're continuing to drop out these uh these collectibles and i mean this seems like something that's a no-brainer for the company uh as a whole uh, but also for their holders so it's nice to see them uh continuing to get some traction on there i just finished off the daily digest we had crypto youtuber ben armstrong sue his former colleagues alleging that they conspire to steal his Lamborghini uh, in that meltdown that we witnessed about a month and a half ago. Uh, so, Clemente, where the hell did you go? I don't know what the hell. We'll, we'll continue running through this. Here we go. Oh, um, I was scared, I man. Need. But uh, continuing to run through these, we had the unboxing video of what the artifact, uh, those limited shoes, they looked pretty dope. I'm not going to share my screen. We're just going to keep running through this. And lastly, crypto tax software Acoining was acquired by BlockPit. Um, we've, I've used them, but I use them for my taxes last year. So that was interesting to see that acquisition. They're doing a rollout and a deprecation of their product, uh, going forward. Uh, so something to keep note of there, but just to start this off, uh, easy. I want to throw over to you. Uh, we had Gordon Goner's NFT buying spree. Uh, he's, he bought a sappy seal crypto D God pudgy penguin. Uh, he spent over 39 ETH on that gold pudgy penguin. He's buying everything above floor, just flexing how much money he has. Uh, and I checked the wallet. He has another 117 ETH in the wallet. Uh, does this matter to you anymore? Is this anything you're noting? No, no. Uh, it's like if you're holding one of these assets, you're getting an exit pump is what's happening. 
and you can buy in cheaper shortly thereafter. We people on my show earlier were talking about it as like the Gary V pump. If you remember that from the bull run, Gary V could buy something, send it five x, ten x, fifty x, and then basically retrace over the next coming days. So for me, I'm looking at it. I'm like, if I'm holding one of these, I'm hoping to get out on that pump, or I'm just gonna keep bag holding it. Like there's really no in between. He's buying over floor. He's backing communities that he really likes. I don't think there's much more to it aside from that. And to me, that's where it's like, it's cool. You know, like it's awesome to see a founder just flex on the timeline, all from his toilet, as he commented yesterday, which is absolutely hilarious. So he's he's crushing it, man. You got to give credit where credit is due. And he's definitely backing some quality teams. So I'm very excited about that. But I don't think this is, I think it's just marketing at this at this time. It's funny to see this happen right after you go blinded a bunch of people. Maybe it's a maybe it's a psyop. Well, yeah, and and Bunny, I want to throw over to you actually because I saw a couple people and you discussed on your show last night. He did get a little bit of backlash. I want to. I'm very curious what Bunny thinks of basically like the usual. Hey, Yuga has um, you could just laid off a bunch of their workforce and is like trying to cut their budget, and then you have one of their founders uh, basically deploy 1.4 million dollars in a span of two days. A uh, Bunny, what do you think of? Your uh, your ape founder uh, spending one point four million dollars on some of these NFTs. So I I think somebody compare it to if you laid off like half your employees and then you just started flexing that you bought like a Lamborghini to them, right? Like, and I don't think that's a terrible comp. I I mean I guess it's his own personal fund, so it is what it is. But it does feel weird after a huge layoff to just be publicly spending so much cash. Like, even if it's on NFTs. I don't know. I get a weird feel from it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that he's supporting other communities. Uh, th- well, thanks, Bunny. Uh, if you can mute yourself, that would be great. But I appreciate the uh, the context. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think there's anything else to add to it other than that it is a little bit interesting seeing how that plays out. Granted, he has also been pretty inactive on that the whole founder front. He has been advising a little bit. And I think he was at an eight fest event yesterday. I saw a picture with him and thread guy. Um, but I think I, that was an old flick. Old picture. That was the one from NFT NYC. It was menace TG and Gordon. I think Gordon's still just in Miami. He had noted he didn't make it out to eight fest. So I think that was an old picture, but uh, it's same, still same, same, Got same. It. Got it. Well, I appreciate the, the context. Uh, Shiv, anything to add here before we move on to the next piece? Dude, it's funny because going back to what happened in the bull run, the Gary V touch was just a sight to see. I remember I didn't submit my wallet one time. Gary V showed it. It went from 0.2 to 70. You best believe I was not getting any sleep that the whole week. Then we saw also Frank do a very similar thing earlier this year, buying a bunch of uh, projects where you know he just wanted to indulge himself into that community as a founder to build a great relationship. And I see the same thing kind of happening here. Um, you made a great point. Is this a style with what just happened with you in the APS with kind of people getting blinded? Uh, we don't know, but hey, people are loving it. And I think if there's a better time to do it, it's literally now. The vibes are pretty high. People are excited. It is nice to see what people are excited about. And the funniest thing is people like searching for his old tweets. Like the entire Ranga community was retweeting this one tweet that he sent like a year and a half ago saying that he liked the Ranga art. Uh, which was which was interesting, but easy. I want to check in on you, or I want to hear from you what you think uh, of the recent action in the NFT market over the last twenty four hours. I know you've been keeping a close eye on some of the recent token pumps, uh, smaller and lower cap NFTs, and you have a close eye on the Discord that's extremely active on the trading front. So I'm curious what you've been seeing over the last twenty four hours. Yeah, so I think it's Nownish punks was one that ran really hard, got up over 0.1, another gaming play. Obviously, like I'm holding these burn ghost things. I, I'm just playing the token. I'm basically at break even now. I could have taken the 2x, but they didn't all sell. Um, I'm still looking. There's some people like this gamey arcade, but that's an open edition, but a huge prize pool involved. So it's still gaming focused, but now we're starting to see on the lower side of the market, these plays that have been sitting for a little bit of time. Obviously, the mid caps have been like the clear winners as of late, with all of them finding volume. And it seems like right now people are hunting for which ones haven't pumped. It's like, okay, let's try to take a speculative bet. Bunny even said last night when I was talking to him, he's like, I think Gordon buys a pudgy next. And if you had timed that, you would have been able to find some quick liquidity on that. But like 
Captain's down 5% because the token's moving down. Mochaverse pushing off 2 ETH. So there is still some mental numbers that are playing into it. Yeah, Nounish Punks are up 60%. That was like a clear low side winner right there. It's uh, it's not terribly, terribly surprising, to be honest. I like Sugartown here. That's one that a lot of people are speculating on with Zynga rolling out their next game. I like that you had called that out. That's also down slightly to 0.2 from where it was. So you are getting a little bit of negative price action on some of these things, but nothing goes straight up. That's the big thing. It's like you are going to see some sell pressure on things. A lot of people talking about MFers on the back of the Vibes meta because obviously Cryptodes have very similar price action. But the tough part is like with Cryptodes, those ran purely because of the social five bet was like, people are like, this is the social five PFP. Don't overthink it. And that's what led to a lot of people to be like, okay, I'm just going to pick one up. And now you're kind of seeing some others try to see like what the next vibes play will be. I'm watching imaginary ones. Oddly enough, mobile game coming out with this racer that they're dropping in a bubble token, but that is already pumped. It's up like 60% or something crazy. So there are still a lot of plays out there where I'm like, what is going to take, take shape and take kind of lead here for the next, the next big swing. And I still like that 0.3 and under range, man. It feels like that's where there's still a lot more liquidity and a lot more moves that could be made. Obviously, Subduck sold off really hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just watching to see because I think we're going to get a mint here that's going to get people hyped. Springfield Punks did what it did. If we get a DGen mint that's not narrative-based, that gets people excited and start aping back in. Got it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I actually did, uh, not to pump my bags because it, I, I haven't yet, I put in a, a bid for uh, auras this morning. I like that that 0.18 sub 0.2 range. Definitely is interesting to see. And I was also thinking to myself, yeah, like MFers, for example, I'm going through these plays, right? And you see cryptos pumping. You're like, oh, should I look at crypto dick butts? Should I look at MFers? And you see all those already pumped. So it's like people put these narratives in place and then try to buy off of certain activities. It was also interesting to see, um, we saw the, the blue chips, quote unquote, or these larger caps seeing that additional volume. It, like for example, board apes are up 9% over the last 24 hours. You see Azuki also up 9%, Pudgy Penguins up 4 uh, Clonex up 4 D-Gods up 3%. Um, Shiv, I'm curious for on your end, what do you make of the recent activity in the market? Obviously, we've been seeing some lots of green activity, but I'm curious if you've been making any plays or you've been watching anything in particular. As you've seen, I think the narrative really being painted here is a lot of Web3 gaming, tokenomics, uh, and obviously the projects that are dropping tokens really getting a massive run up. What we saw with ZTX uh, and even meme coin is people are missing out on these drops. Like, we can't afford to miss on the next one. So you, you see a lot of these Web3 gaming projects and a lot of these uh, projects dropping a to token and they're running up like crazy. Grapes ran up crazy over the weekend. A few of the gaming projects also ran up crazy in the weekend. I've been also buying into a few of them um, and just checking them out. It's pretty interesting to see. And I think it's a very good sentiment for all these kind of gaming projects to kind of come together and really get the recognition they deserve. I think for a while... They've been building immensely behind the scenes, but I think they've just kind of been overlooked. But all the same time, money talks is the best way to put it, right? Money talks, and if people are like, hey, I'm going to get an airdrop, I'm going to make a bag, I'm going to buy into it. One thing to notice is, yes, there's more capital being deployed, but the number of active wallets is actually the same. So it's just the same people putting more money into it, not actually fresh new people coming in. So that's interesting to watch. But I've been, I've been making some plays. Uh, I bought a grape uh, recently and a few other things. Um, Forge Chrono being one of them recently as well. I like that. Also, yeah, and Nounish Punks. I bought them literally last night. So I was like, yo, I think it's just under the radar. You know, on Steam, going to be on PS5, Xbox, a great looking game. Um, but yeah, just kind of making it more of a safer place. I don't think these are entirely risky, but... Well, and I think it's, it's worth also... The, the conversations we're having right now, correct me if I'm wrong, are shorter term plays, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, easier shiv, but you're not buying any of these collections right now and saying, hey, I'm going to hold this for the next three, six, 12 months. It feels no. like most of the plays that people are making right now, myself included, are short term, like I'm holding this thing for the next week max, right? But when you look at those ghost boxes or whatever that was, or the nounish punks, 
I see most people, especially in our Discord, making these shorter term buys. So when you hear some of these collections that were dropping, it's not saying, hey, this is a good time to buy for the next three, six, 12 months. It's probably the best time to sell. If you've been holding some of these longer term bags, you're seeing a lot of exit liquidity come in and feed an extra 20, 30, 40% price into these. It could be a very, very good time to, to leave. Frankly, none of my old bags uh, like Nick's have been pumping. I'm like watching these. I'm like, where the hell is, is this going to go? And it was also interesting to see people like starting to shill projects from like late 2021 that are just straight up rugs. That are <laughs> there's <laughs> like, yo, this one's next. Like it was the third uh, cartoon uh, animal PFP that's a 10K. This is going to be historical. It's going to bounce off of the, the crypto it's pump, uh, which was extremely uh, – it was funny to see anything else easy that you're watching for today in particular or uh, anything else that people need to know about real quick uh, before you get to that shiv on the note of the unique wallets going down i've been tracking that and actually yesterday was a small uptick and today we did see a, a pretty large uptick in terms of new active wallets the dune dashboard that i'm tracking said it was at sixteen thousand yesterday i'll share that as well um but it was interesting to see that uptick and the usage in OpenSea in particular, right? When I look at usage on Blur, I value that a little bit less than the usage on OpenSea because I, I view those OpenSea users as the more retail, newer buyers versus just straight traders. But easy, I'll, I'll throw it over to you if you have anything to add. No, nothing too much on that. It's The volume is interesting because wallets did break back above 10K for the first time in like three months, which feels good. And the timeline feels more active. You have a lot of people that seem like, I don't want to say like it's totally back, but people who have been gone do seem like they're back and have been showing up more aggressively. Timeline's been more active. Engagement's been going up. I had posted a couple days ago that I was like, social sentiment's always the leading indicator. Spaces numbers were ramping end of last week, started this week back-to-back -back off of events and catalysts, a lot of people coming out of the woodworks like, hey, I've been gone for a while. It's great to be back. And seeing those things is like, okay, this feels much better than it has previously. So now I'm just kind of like, all right, let's see if this sustains. And the big thing is like people come back when money's floating around and moving. But it's also like it's, it's almost it's winter season for a lot of the country where people are inside more often. And that does have a play in it for sure, which is like people are at their desk, they're home on holiday, they have more free time. They're able to navigate and track things more aggressively than just kind of waiting and being at a desk job. You know what I mean? So that's that's the thing where I'm like, okay, let's see where it goes from here and see if more people continue to stick around. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I saw a comment saying risky, risky trade saying, just wait till it snows. Just wait till hurricane season eats up. Just wait till tornadoes start running. <laughs> the, the weather, the worse the weather is, uh, the better the NFT market will do, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that here first. Uh, climate change, the sea level's rising. That's going to bring uh, NFT prices up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I want to touch on Ordinal's volume next. We saw the highest daily volume in the last two days since May of earlier this year, which was basically peak ordinals craze. We saw Binance list Ordi, dollar sign Ordi, which was uh, the name ordinals, which pumped 80% after being listed by Binance. And that was pretty much the bulk of the majority of ordinals volume. But overall, we did see a lot of ordinals collection see that spike in volume, obviously continued uh, Bitcoin frogs. They're up to 0.07 Bitcoin. Uh, we have uh, OMBs coming up as well. They're up to 0.25. Anything else you're watching for there on the ordinals department? Easy, either on the BRC20 side or anything else? Yes, I saw Charfood tweet about Dogepunks, which was like the first 10K generative on ordinals. And that one does seem like it could have some legs. We'll have to wait and see. Mainly though, I'm not, I'm not too, too crazy about ordinals just because like it's a lot of time. To manage them to be honest like to put that lightly it takes a lot of time energy and effort to watch them and they move much slower which is the tough part like you look at eth i think eth moves slow ordinal moves like molasses in comparison like just because i'm i'm used to soul which moves so quickly and for me i would rather keep trading and navigating what i know and what i'm familiar with versus chasing kind of that next type thing there so personally i'm gonna probably stay away from ordinals i still have a big bag of oxbt but aside from that, I don't want to. I don't want to chase pumps and get a 
get exit liquidity. Got it. Uh, just to play devil's advocate on that a little bit. Uh, I do feel like the complexity of Bitcoin and ordinals as a whole gives, if, if you're someone, let's say you're a full-time trader, right? Or you're someone that has the additional time to navigate this market. I do feel like you have an advantage because you're able to understand the nuances that come with ordinals, uh, especially because, I mean, I've been hosting the, the Bitcoin show with Pio every week and we've been talking to a lot of these founders, a lot of these builders that are building the tech, whether it's on the marketplace front, the wallet front or analytics that are like, hey, over the next few months, this is only going to get easier to use. So if you know how to use it now or you can basically the thesis that they were saying is that the more the easier this gets to use, the more people that are going to be using this, bringing more liquidity to ordinals as a whole. Now, am I saying that Bitcoin frog is a play here? I don't know, but that was an interesting note um, on that front. But Shiv, anything that you've been uh, noticing on the ordinals front that you want to share here? It's actually interesting because I've had some heavy conversations talking about ordinals, the ordinal theory. I think what we saw in summer was obviously a lot of euphoria just running around ordinals. Um, and I think a lot of collections that came out being ordinals wasn't particularly something that people should invest into. I think the way I picture ordinals is, you know, a decentralized chain and putting some art on it. I see it as a place to have authentic art and not really something where you can put any collection on it. So I think people kind of just got in the midst of buying collections like how they would on ETH or Sol, when I feel like the purpose of ordinals is not that. But talking about ordinals now, I actually did not sell any of my OXBT bags, so hopefully that goes up. I have a bunch of it. Shout out to Big God there. Uh, when it comes to ordinals specifically, I'm really just looking at OMBs. I think if there's, if there's someone really pushing it, it's ZK. And looking forward to Art Basel to see if they're going to do something. Um, I know they had something in Amsterdam. But I feel like ZK might be cooking up something for Miami. So hopefully there's an announcement or something that comes out around that time. Um, but in my opinion, I think ordinals is just overlooked. I think the theory itself is bullish, but do people care about it is the number one thing. Do the people outside of the space looking into this be like, hey, buying artwork on a decentralized chain on like perhaps a rare set, is that bullish to them? Who knows? But when it comes to actual buy, like buying collections, I'm really just looking at OMBs. It, I'm, I, I love that. Thanks for that take. I, I like OMBs I find interesting and I might catch a little bit of backlash on this. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. I just see a lot of like random ass tweets going out. I'm not a huge fan of the art. And again, I'm just being honest here. And to me, I look at Bitcoin as like the ultimate P like for, for some reason, I have this weird thing in my brain where I'm like, dude, spending 0.02 BTC or 0.05 BTC versus spending that same amount in ETH or soul is completely different for me. Like it's hard for me to part with Bitcoin. I don't know if it's because we spend so much time listening to PO, but it's hard for me to say, hey, if I want to get exposure to ordinals, I need to spend, what is it, like $8,000 to get at, basically just exposure to ordinals and hope that something comes out. It's very weird to me, the whole uh, ordinals maxi biz is who we're talking about. But it is interesting to see. They've been able to hold their floor very well for the collection size that they have. It's been extremely impressive. And obviously, they've seen that price appreciation. I, I Again... Good luck to everyone that gets uh, involved with Ordinal Maxi Biz. But to me, that seems like too risky of a play shiv. Like, I'm looking at that $8,000, like Easy's been saying. And does it make more sense if you're trading, right? And we're looking at a two to three month time horizon. Does it make more sense to buy one uh, mutant, for example, and then get exposure to Ordinals in a different way with some of these lower cap plays? like easy like so i'm curious easy if you're doing anything with ordinals there or if uh, you have any thoughts on the ordinals maxi biz uh pump recently i mean i think ordinal maxi biz is the play if you're going to get into ordinals like that one just feels like the biggest no-brainer it's impossible to fade zk i think that that's just not the move if there's anyone who's going to get ordinals to get any level of continued push it's going to be omb uh just zk gets it he was super early on them his collection is the collection on Ordinals. It's one that if you want to get into it, that's one that I would just hold. I think they continue to move. Obviously, I'm still waiting on some more things to drop from them, but they got it, man. OMB's got it. And that's the one that if I'm going to deploy capital, I'd rather just 
buy the thing at the top and just hold it. Like I'd rather versus chase new stuff. Yeah, I, I mean that's like one of those where you're paying the premium, right, for one of these more established teams. The only other ones for me would be like uh, the on-chain monkey dimensions, which has a 300 supply, which is uh, higher. I mean, which is a lower supply and obviously higher end. But a lot of people, like myself included, I'm like, I want exposure to ordinals. I just don't know what to buy. Like, there's nothing where I'm looking at. I'm like, this makes me super confident where I can put a percentage of it. And I'm cool with holding it for six months. That's not in the multiple thousands of dollars. So that's my dilemma. But I mean, even the, the Bitcoin frogs are almost like 2,500 bucks, right? So that's a hard, very hard amount of money for me to part with and just be like, okay with it just sitting there and trust it, possibly going down like a thousand bucks, right? Or going down 50%. Only other thing I wanted to touch on is BRC20 tokens on the ordinals front. On the side of Binance just deciding to list this in what seemingly surprised everyone. So a little bit of context, Binance listed the BRC20 token Ordi, Ordinals yesterday, and the token surged 80% as a result. It was delisted for a little bit this morning, uh, but it's back up and it has dipped since that 80% pump. I believe it was down to 11 cents last time. The reason I bring this up easy is I don't understand very well how marketplace incentives work, but has Binance just been printing money recently? And Absolutely. So can well, you expl absolutely. explain that to me, please? Because I saw them list meme, right? Meme coin. And if it, the way I look at it is they have to buy a certain amount or a certain allocation. I'm assuming they get it at a discount to basically so see their that's, exchange. So that's a big misconception. Some people just, sometimes they just get it. Sometimes oh. there's no purchase. Sometimes it's just given to them to create the market and make the market because they're not the ones buying or selling it themselves like they don't return that profit they generate all their profit off fees and lp pools and things like that that allow other people to participate so when you have a bunch of buy orders in binance you need tokens to sell them but if they're given those tokens they're just only capitalizing on the fees that are happening from it so whatever percentage they take so they just want volume so like seeing already cook yesterday got them a ton of volume seeing meme coin cook got them a ton of volume so for them binance is purely playing the fee game and market making game where it's all around getting fees. Many times to get listed on Binance, you have to give a ton of tokens from like the treasury wallet, which you'll see a lot of even like shit coins keep to try to get on like MEXC or other things just so that they can give them tokens to get listed because any exchange just means more volume and you want people trading perps on it because that drives price action to speculation. So that's the big thing is like, I would say Binance did not pay for meme. I don't think they paid for Ordi. I think it was just given to them to market make and launch it officially because you're not going to get volume like Binance anywhere else. Plain and simple. That's where you're going to get most of your fees generated from. So as an organization, you're going to make a ton of capital. Once you get market makers involved that are trading it all day and you're doing 50, a hundred million on the low side, you're printing money like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a day, just off people cycling the token. Got it. And it was interesting as well to see uh, they also, when they roll out these launches on specific tokens, for example, uh, Ordi, which by the way is not at 11 cents, my bad, it was at $11. Uh, so got the, the wrong digit there. I think yeah, slight, slight mis misconception on that one. Eh? <laughs> uh, but it's still regardless, got a, a whole lot of volume and it was up 80% after getting listed. It's interesting to also see Binance basically include these trading incentives of like, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you get entered to win thousands of dollars in prizes or whatever. Well, think that about why is exactly what I just said is it's the fees. The more people that are trading more volume equals more fees for you. So like to them, it's like, let's give away a hundred grand and we do a hundred million. That hundred grand is literally a drop in the bucket of the profit that they make off of it. Got it. Got it. So just to finish this off, when we're looking at BRC20 tokens, the one that you brought up, OXBT seems to be the other high, um, basically high demand one or the one that seemed to have a surge in popularity a few months ago or almost six months ago during the Ordinals craze and BRC20 craze. Is there anything holding Binance back from saying, hey, let's just go ahead and list the next three or four? Is there any sort of strategy? Because if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm Binance, I'm in money printing mode, especially during this market. And I'm trying to make money off of fees, off of the activity and surge in ordinals, for example. What's holding them back from listing a whole bunch of these and we see additional volume surge into the BRC? Disparate volume. 
is the issue is what you're doing. You can't, if you list all of them, it causes segmentation and fragmentation where you want the volume to be circulated in a singular location. Like that's a big goal here. So it needs to be a slower rollout. Like that's how I look at it is like, if you list five different BRC tokens, then you're going to see less volume because people are going to be going across them and moving around them. So like to me, I think they will eventually continue to list BRCs, but speed running to do so, I don't think is the best move for them personally. Like I think if they take it a little bit slow, they get used to it. They, they roll it out in a way that isn't like them listing 500 different tokens where now your volume's all over the place. That's the big thing is like you want to hyper-focus on this one token because that's where the most fees will get generated from. Got it. Okay. Uh, th- like I appreciate you breaking that down. That's very interesting. And I, I was not aware of that strategy. I mean, it sounds also a little bit like some of these NFT marketplaces and where they'll be transitioning to as well. And the incentives that they have in place and uh, how they use incentives to drive. I think NFT marketplaces die. All of them. Yeah. Bold claim. Well, I think every uh, single one dies. Goddamn. Well, we're literally talking about that next, which is going to be interesting. So we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. But in the, me- <laughs> in the meantime, uh, I want to give another quick shout out to Zen Zero, the artist spotlight uh, artist for today. Zen Zero is a pixel artist based uh, natively in Solana. And he minted his first uh, piece in October of 2021 on Solana. We use early via limited editions. I, some beautiful collections. You can check out his latest collection, Glyphscapes, which is minting now. The pinned tweet uh, above will include a link to mint one of those. You can get them very cheap. And I'm very excited to show everyone the, the free NFT that we have cooked up for you all today. It's an absolute beauty. Um, but So I want to move over to the marketplace situation. And there's a couple layers to this. I want to start with OpenSea. Um, and share if you have anything to add here, just let me know. Uh, but easy. So the news cycle yesterday, basically what, what a lot of people were tweeting about was that uh, OpenSea's investor, uh, I forget their name, it was like Coat or something like that. They had invested $120 million in OpenSea and they wrote that off to just $13 million. So it basically brings OpenSea's valuation from $13.3 billion Back in January of 2022, when they reached $300 million, it brings it down to $1.4 billion. I want to start with that. A, do you feel like that valuation of $1.4 billion is high for OpenSea? It's too high. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's too high. Next question. <laughs> do you feel like OpenSea can potentially make a comeback here using no. their- the, You don't need to finish the sentence. I don't think OpenSea even stands a chance to make a comeback. Like personally, I look at it from a perspective of like, what have you done to innovate or even excite traders in general? And it's literally nothing. You bought Gem. It took you God knows how long to lo- like send out OpenSea Pro, which nobody uses. Like people still go to Blur. OpenSea Pro is cool for like two days and people still go back to Blur. But like, I think I'm very interested to watch what happens with this Yuga um, Magic Eden partnership. Because say Yuga leverages Magic Eden as an underlying tech stack and just has their own marketplace on their site or through other side, and that's how they drive this, that's my like big focus is I think we're going to end up seeing significantly more of these do it just on their site. Like, sure, we look at Web2 brands and it's like an Amazon aggregates everything, but you still have so many people that are just selling through their own site. On your own site, you can royalty enforce, you can limit stuff, you can take a lot more action for the consumer and customer side, which is way bigger to a lot of people. Uh, and that's where I'm like, this is going to be the big, the big move here is what Magic Eden does. I've always been a big proponent, especially from gaming for marketplaces to have their own or for games to have their own marketplace purely because it opens up a lot more opportunity for revenue generation, for control of some things. I, I think decentralization across the board is not actually a feasible solution for mass market participants. I think custodial wallets centralized locations for marketplaces and all those key things is really where the future looks. And because like, dude, someone's not going to want to go to six different marketplaces to buy something. They want to go to yugalabs.com and press buy and get it. And most people don't care about custodying their assets. Like we're in a very niche group of people, you know? So that's how I look at it. And I'm like, sure, decentralization sounds cool. But at the end of the day, it's not how you actually get a wider market consumption. Yeah, well, great take and share. I'm going to throw over to you in one sec. Uh, the thing that I liked about OpenSea or that I thought, and by the way, there are commenters saying that they'd like OpenSea Pro better 
than than Blur. So that is seems to be a competitive advantage that OpenSea has. Uh, the other thing that I will note is that OpenSea also had the competitive advantage of the launch pad. Blur doesn't have that. So OpenSea would market uh, upcoming projects or whatever that looks like via a launch pad. They would put them on the front page and use that as a way to help projects market. Uh, Magic Eden comes in, and what do they have? They have that launch pad already built out. I don't think it's ready for ETH yet, but that is interesting to see. So I think the the market is wide open for, for Magic Eden to come in here and disrupt, especially considering the unknowns that are still left about OpenSea uh, I'm sorry about Blur season three incentives. Uh, Shiv, I saw you had unmuted. Uh, anything you have to to add here on the OpenSea front? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for OpenSea to make a comeback when you have all these other platforms that reward traders, people that use their platforms. Blur, even now, Magic Eden coming in. I mean, one of the main reasons what makes Web three so great is royalties, supporting creators, supporting projects. You know, having that percentage there, right? Um, it, it's so discouraging for any sort of collection artist to put their collection in OpenSea. It's tough. And you, when you have all this money that was made, um, but you're not putting it back into your platform, it, it's, it's discouraging, discouraging. And it's going to be tough. It's, it's, a, it's a tough sentiment to come back from, right? I know everyone's saying drop a token or drop this and that, but support your creators. You know, be the platform that leads supporting creators and projects. I mean, you see Magic Eden understanding that and just taking that charge forward, especially with his partnership with Yuga. You know, it was the biggest fumble that I've seen from uh, OpenSea, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, the whole idea of of creators and, and their market share that they had there seems to have been uh, diminishing. Uh, re I mean, over the last six months or so, ever since they kind of took that stand and, and wanted to compete with Blur on that front. Uh, Bunny, I see you have your hand raised. Uh, anything to add here on the OpenSea front? I know you've tweeted about them uh, a good amount, so I'm curious what you have to add here. I mean, I don't think OpenSea's dead. It's still like right when Blur, when this Blur season ends, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if the volume evens out a little bit in OpenSea's favor. But the, the royalty thing, here, here's the thing, like, the traders don't want royalties. Like that's been proven through the market. That's why we're at where we're at. And I think making people like like I'm gonna have to like wrap my ape right or something to to get it onto this new Magic Eden platform. I don't think that's gonna be like. Why would I do that to lose money on the sale? Very very interesting perspective, uh, Bunny. On that note, uh, and I want to throw it over to everyone here on the panel. And by the way, I, we're seeing some o Open Sea super fans in the comments in both twitter and youtube i didn't know people use OpenSea this much they are doing three million in trading volume a day roughly and they are beating blur in terms of unique traders on a or weekly users uh, which is interesting so they're not completely dead by any means the only thing i wanted to float by you guys because we saw this speculation all over twitter yesterday after or last week after they announced their layoffs is a potential OpenSea token they are based out of the united states Right, so uh, the the percentage that I had looked at is I'm like, hey, is there any chance that these guys drop a token? I listed it at five percent chance that they drop a token. Do are you taking the I'm at zero percent chance? So Easy's taking the under on that that they drop a token. Like, is uh, can I go negative? Wait, wait, where's Je where's Gem based? Is that in the United yes. States? It wasn't that like that was like where the speculation was when they acquired that right that that was based outside the US and that's where the token drop was going to come from. Yeah, peace kid. Good luck. Like there's no shot. Dude. I got I got the over, dude. I'm holding out, man. I'm staying hopeful <laughs> on the open sea airdrop. I'm taking the yeah, over. I love that, bunny. Are you still holding that what was it? The gem NFT that they had? I think I flipped one of those for like 0 0.02. Is that the one Machi bought seven hundred percent of? I think so. There, there's ninety four thousand of these, and they're holding a 0.02 ETH floor, so not bad. A uh, bunny, are you still holding one of those? I, I think I do still have one. I would have to check. <laughs> it's probably in like a wallet that I lost the C phrase to or something. But I do, I do think I, I have one of those. Bad Got boys. it. Got it. Shiv, anything to add here? Over or under five percent chance that OpenSea drops a token here. Oh, 
match. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I hope they do. I'm going to say bullish on that. I hope they do. It's a no-brainer not to, in my opinion. But I'm just reading the comments. I would agree. Look, when it comes to overall user experience, OpenSea does have the upper end. You know, sometimes I like to even go on OpenSea to check out collection. It's just visually pleasing and perhaps more user-friendly compared to Blur. I mean, Blur is obviously for the pro traders. Um, and the other platforms don't get much recognition. But... That could all switch. That could honestly all switch. Um, but let's see. Uh, token, please. There are straight up also people that are just hate blur. Like just hate blur. Like, I mean, I'm seeing comments right now. And also I got a comment of someone shilling me a uh, ticker OpenSea uh, and giving me the link to buy that in the in the Twitter comments. So we're getting people shilling the, the we're shit. We're so back. God, dude, we're so back. Oh, that was the cooker overnight, dude. <laughs> So, so there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know where, where OpenSea will go from here. I personally, when I'm just browsing, I like OpenSea better. Um, but I'm very curious. I think it's wide open for Magic Eden. And this whole idea of royalties will be super interesting to see play out. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else to add here, we'll move on. Uh, easy, anything to, to touch on OpenSea blur or is this a, a nothing burger for you? Absolutely nothing, Burger. I'm over at Clemente. Couldn't care less. We're not getting a token. They're not doing shit. They just got written down 90% from their lead investor. Good luck. See you never. Can't wait for the next marketplace. Well, there you have it. And do you use, you're mostly a, a Blur trader? I only use Blur if I'm trading on ETH. If you don't mind I me asking, how have you stacked points at all for this season two airdrop? That's coming up in literally less no. than two weeks. No? Not really, dude. Because a lot of these points were done for bids and blend. And like, I don't do a lot of that. Like, dude, my focus this past quarter is largely, it's truthfully been heavy DeFi focused, especially on the Solana side, like airdrop farming, margin fi, soul blaze, some others. So for me, it's like, I'm more interested in free money. Like Pith network is dropping. The jump token is dropping. Solana airdrop season's really heating up. So for me, it's like, I'd rather spend my time, energy and effort there versus farming a token that's down 90% from launch. And that's currently being valued at literally less than a penny on the dollar uh, or less than a penny on the point. So some people are going to do all right. But seeing some of the biggest blur farmers just be so deeply underwater, I'm playing with such smaller size that like I have such little value, dude. Like I don't care about this second airdrop. The first one was great. I claimed it really early and sold it immediately. So like that was awesome. But I'm not I could care less about the second one. I hope people who have been farming it make money. But I think there's way more profitable EV plays. Got it. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I was, uh, I tried farming blur for like a 24 to 48 hour period and I picked up like 40 points. Right. So I was like, Oh, like that's, that's not, it has that not, that's not bad. And then I look at the top leaderboard and some guys are just picking up thousands of points, just dominating the leaderboard every single day. I'm like, how, how am I competing with these guys? And, but it has been interesting seeing the, the blur token run. I mean, we're, I, I believe it did a 50% a run in the last uh, couple of weeks. Are, do you own any Blur token, Easy or Shiv? And do you think that's a little bit of fishy activity or that's all natural? Uh, who knows? <laughs> like At this point, once again, I'm so like unfazed by Blur at the moment that it could be fishy activity. 50% runners, unsurprising in times like this, just because you're going to have people who are trying to recoup some of those, those plays, make back some of that cash. And for me, once again, I'm not really too focused on it. I'm not too worried about it. I don't care about chasing it. I own none of it. I think that there's way better risk reward tokens out there than chasing blur, uh, especially watch it. Like, dude, I was net short blur going in to the start of season two, just knowing that like you have unlocks from VCs and things like that. And most of the time when you see these pumps, it does lead right into a VC unlock, which lets them get out and then retail gets involved. And it's like, oh, I just got smoked. So I want no part of it. Tons of VC unlocks looking at it where I just think that the retail participants are going to get beat up. Absolutely. And before we wrap up the today's show and we share the free NFT password for today, I, Bunny just sent me this tweet from Gordon Goner, which is the co-founder of Yuga Labs and Board API Club. Quote unquote, listen, it's going to be a fucking day. Okay. I'm rapid firing a bunch of NFTs under three ETH later and then copying some expensive grails Hold on to your butts. So this guy is just single-handedly saving the NFT market. I love the energy from that. Uh, Bunny, anything to add here from what it sounds like is your favorite co-founder in the NFT space? 
I don't know. I, I think he's going to buy. I've been saying he's going to buy a doodle and an MFR. So that's just like. It'd be. I Both think under three. The whole, dude, if he bought a Milady. That was my guess. Shit, my guess the, was Milady. The timeline would go crazy. A- any predictions? I think that would bring uh, well, the. Ha- that would bring the house. It would down. absolutely. Uh, that would be wild. So we have Doodles' uh, prediction from Bunny and possibly a Milady. Uh, Shiv, any predictions on what uh, we'll see the Yuga Labs co-founder Gordon Goner buy today? Dude, uh, the three ETH tweet kind of put me off. I thought he was going to go into the art direction. To be honest, I thought he was going to get like a Squiggles or something. But yo, if you're what's, what's some of the most prominent under three ETH collection? I think what Bunny said is true. I think if you're looking to Bullcats is a good one that rallied up recently as well. So that, in my opinion, should be on the list. Um, but if you're someone who's looking into this, I think what Easy said earlier, I think this is a great point. Is if it's going to rally up to like exit and then perhaps buy back in or just hold, um, or do, just don't buy into <laughs> the rally up because it is going to retrace. But I'm very curious to see. Um, I think. Chimpers is also perhaps something there. Chimpers is a good call. Mm. I like that. Uh, I actually like someone said someone said creeps. Someone said creeps. Hey, oh. so big butts in there. Looks interesting. Yeah, there's some good ones. So I uh, my money's on Ranga. Uh, I'm gonna put Ranga's a great call. Rang, him buying call. Ranga, especially because they had the little bit of association there with 10KTF. The other thing, the other theory that I saw was that he was gonna buy every single NFT that was a scene on the uh, original other side trailer in that little spaceship. Mm. So a world of women was in there, a me bit, uh, a cool cat. So I, I, but I forget which other ones, uh, if I already said world of women, so that those will be interesting. I'm seeing a lot of cool cats. Uh, anything else easy on your Moonbirds. end? Moonbirds. Moonbirds. Uh, last thing I'll say, and I apologize. I'm trying to set up the, the drop for today, uh, for the artist spotlight is, uh, I think I'm going to list my you here. Uh, I might listen. Are you underwater on it? No, dude. I'm, come on now. What do you think? What, who do you think I am? I bought this thing at the bottom, 0.55. I, so I bought this at point. I bought two at 0.55 last week. They're at 0.69 now. Even though you try, they're up 10. percent Even though you try to convince me to sell, I might list this at like 0.75 and bet that he buys one, and we see a little bit of a run up, and mine gets. He already bought. tweeted, "What the f is a U?" So I don't know if he's gonna buy one just because he bought the D God. So like he has exposure to that ecosystem and he has premier exposure. He said he's going to buy some grails. So unless he buys, because all youths remember are the same rarity. Every single youth is the same rarity. That's just how they did the collection. So unless he buys a one of one, I don't see him buying that. Uh, especially because he already has exposure to dust labs and that whole ecosystem. So I would just, take that uh, point seven and get the hell out. I saw a DM that just got sent to me a golden bean. A golden bean's a shout. He's buying I like the golden, golden bean. I like the golden bean. Gold. I'm not even going to talk about it. Shiv, I have, I have some PTSD with beans myself. I used to be a loyal community member. It used to be my PFP. I made my entire social identity. People still call you Bean People Boy. People call me Bean Boy on Discord. The, the, you'll see the YouTube comments with Bean Clemente Boy. walks the streets and people are like, Bean Boy. Yep. Bean Boy, what's good, Dad? Yep. Yeah, it's just how they know. It's how they bullshit know. is what it is. Um, I lost... <laughs> What up, Bean Boy? Who the hell? Oh, we got we got dry we got Lightning McQueen coming into the uh, <laughs> the space here, driving back <laughs> from from Boston. It, yeah, I lost thousands of dollars off beans, so uh, we don't really t- shift. Just uh, for next time, we don't really talk about beans anymore, uh, considering how much money we lost or I lost off. I still have that the PO app from Vegas that just uh, just shattered me. But uh, anyways, no, I'm I'm kidding. I I don't mind the beans at all. I might buy one here if they dip uh, below point three. I got to just feel something again. Love that community. <laughs> um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be our show. But in the meantime, we are going to drop our free NFT. This is an artist spotlight drop brought to you by the one and only Zen Zero, a Solana-based uh, artist who has a collection live. You can check out the uh, Mint uh, link in the pin tweet above. But the password for today's free NFT is ACID21. Acid 21, A-C-I-D 21. And guys, check this absolute phenomenal piece out that uh, Zen Zero made for us today. This is really impressive. Uh, so thank you so much, Zen, for, uh, for dropping that with us today. Make sure to give him a follow at Zen Zero M. 
um, in that pinned tweet above. And don't forget to claim your free NFT and comment uh, for a little bit of a giveaway that we'll be running later today brought to you by Shrapnel. So thank you so much. Shout out to Zen Zero. And you can go check out Glyphscapes, which is a long-form generative art series that is currently available to mint now at codecanvas.art. Uh, you can go and check out that pinned tweet or right here um, in the nifty.com website. So go to the nifty.com slash claim and enter the password acid rain or acid 21. I'm starting to lose it guys. Uh, anyways, that's our show. Everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Shiv. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, this was an absolute pleasure. Make sure to follow him at Shivster at S H I V S T the number three. And then R. it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. What a show. And we're fucking back. From the, so what so it seems, bad. we're fucking back. So fired oh. up, man. I mean, I've never seen, mm. I can't remember last time I had this many comments of people shilling the most absolute random <laughs> garbage, random tickers that I've never heard of that I absolutely love. So keep it up in the comments. It's good for the algorithm. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow at the same time, 9 a.m. Don't forget, and we have another group of special guests joining us. I mean, this was an absolute pleasure, Shiv. Thanks again, Easy, uh, Bunny, uh, and P.O. driving back. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you all tomorrow.